tonight and then tomorrow on the radio show. I feel like this is going to be therapeutic for a lot of you because what this team did today um, is as futile as they have looked and as embarrassing of a loss as has been suffered in the Mike Vrabel era of the Titans. And there's a couple of different things about this that really, really crystallize it for you. Because what has happened to this team is they've they've just run out of juice. They started off today in a really strong fashion. I thought that they came out with a plan that was going to give them the kind of momentum that they needed to carry themselves into a, a win that they, I mean, they desperately needed. This is the most important game of the season today. I don't care if the Jags were uh, now a five-win football team. You gave them their fifth win of the season. This is a situation, Roy DeMeo says, hey, Buck, season's over, isn't it? Well, no. No, it's not. But here's the thing about the season not being over. Because it's not. I think that when you look at the Titans, you say, okay, they can still hang on to this thing. Now they need to handle themselves. The Jags can win the division. The door is now open for that. And this is not a good football team right now. But I think when you look at the situation and talk about seasons over, well, no, the, I, I think the problem is, I think the bigger issue is that the season is not over, but maybe you'd kind of like it to be. Now, I'm not speaking for them. Of course, they're paid professionals. They want to be competitive every week. They want to go out and they want to, to get the job done. And, and they think that they're capable of doing that. I, they should. That's that They need to be. All right? What, what they are and what they want to be can be to, two totally different things right now. But like all, all that I watch at this point is a team that's playing for a worse draft pick on a regular basis and needs a damn win as far as personnel is concerned. Like Dennis Daly today, I, I, I could not believe how bad that was even with all the chip help that they provide to him. They cannot function. They cannot function as an offense. Derek had 96 yards in the first half. That dude came out and busted his ass. And he had two carries in the second half. He got over, he got just barely over 100 yards after having 96 and two quarters. And you look around and you say, well, oh my God, the problem's not even the offense today. It's the defense. The defense got shredded. My voice is gone. I'm sorry. The defense got absolutely torched by Trevor Lawrence. And Lawrence is playing good football lately, but oh, I, what is that? They have they have nothing. They have no teeth. There's nothing about this football team that scares you right now. Derek gave you a little bit of a burst, and it was just like, okay, he's going to get right against the Jags. Woo! It all went to shit. So we're going to talk about this thing together because, you know, I the, the team is going to continue to compete, and you want them to, even if... You kind of don't. So let's talk about this here on A to Z Sports Primetime, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how disappointed were you in the Titans' performance today? Let's talk about it together. It is your Two Rivers Ford take. It is made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, 
2023 model year Fords available right now on the dealership for you in stock inventory at Two Rivers Ford is what they have to offer. You will enjoy the car buying experience because it is award-winning customer service that they offer you. I am a Two Rivers Ford customer. I cannot speak highly enough about how much I enjoyed the process and how they found a great value for what I needed on top of a great process to make sure that I was comfortable with the purchase that I was making, as well as getting exactly what I want. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how disappointed were you in the way that the Titans performed today? 36-22. There was a garbage. It was a, I mean, it was at the. It was in the midpoint of the fourth quarter when they scored that touchdown pass to Nick Westbrook-Akina. And, you know, uh, you turned around and said, they, okay, they're, they're going to have an opportunity to do something here. Let's see if they can get a, uh, let's see if they can get a stop. Let's see if they can capitalize. They got stops. They turned the ball over. They, um, you know, there was moments where they looked like they were playing strong. And then all of a sudden Ryan Tannehill could, just gets crushed. Even on the, uh, the, the first touchdown pass that he threw, he just got absolutely hammered and he's in a pile of himself with Dennis Daly ra- also wrapped around the quarterback's ankles. Cause that dude's just getting tossed around. So at this point, still leading the division and with a magic number of three uh, for the uh, for the Titans to be able to clinch the division at this point, um, they come out and get embarrassed today, flatly embarrassed. Anthony Ham says it wasn't a surprise performance. No, Anthony, you can't you can't say that. Of course, you can't say that, Anthony. It has been since 2013. Since that franchise won in Nashville, since the Jags came to Nashville, over 3,200 days, the last time that the Jacksonville Jags had won a football game in Nashville, Tennessee, you cannot tell me it wasn't a surprise performance. No, that, that was shocking. That was absolutely shocking. The Titans were favored by three, which makes it basically an even game because home field advantage is good for three in your Superbook Sports app. But, I mean... You can't you can't look around and say the success that this franchise has had against the Jags that you weren't surprised surprised by what happened, especially the way that that game started. They haven't scored 14 points in the first quarter since October. They haven't done that since they were at Indianapolis in Week Four. They ha- they got it. They they responded the way that you kind of tasked them to respond, and then they just pissed down their leg again. And you're not used to seeing that, of course. Like, they lose some games, but not like that. Not not the way that it looked today. This team, he, he goes on to say, this team has been trash all year. This performance was not a surprise. Yes, I, it's uh, if, if it is not a surprise to you that a team that hasn't won here since in, in nine years came in here and won a game like decidedly today, then... You know, I I don't know what you've been watching because that's just a completely unrealistic expectation. The expectation should be for the better team to handle business. And the question is, are the Titans actually the better team right now? Alex Blaine Mann says, A to Z didn't even exist the last time the Jags won a game in Jacksonville. That's the comment of a, of the day. This entire, and this has become a very, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm biased, but I'm proud of the boys and they've built a bit of a digital empire that just opened up a opened up shop in Philadelphia as they continue to expand the markets. This highly successful digital media company won a thing the last time the Jacksonville Jaguars came here and won a football game. So get the hell out of here with you weren't surprised by them shit in the bed today. 
How could you not be? They were they were in control of the football game. They got score separation. And you don't see them completely implode like that. They haven't turned the ball over like that all year long. Ryan Tannehill only has five interceptions on the season. The interception today was on Nick Westbrook-Akina. The fumble today was on Dennis Daly, who just got absolutely worked in route to the strip sack. And then Derrick Henry, I don't know what his deal is. He can't hold on to the football. That's, I believe that's the second fumble in three weeks that he's had. They've both been on passing, uh, passing concepts. I don't know if there's a correlation there, but what the hell? This is not, this is not typical Titans football. Anthony says you keep using that 2013 stuff as if it means anything. They've played horrible all season long. No one cares about history. You should. Why would you not? History bodes well in your favor. And yes, this is not that much drastically different a team from uh, from 2021 to 2022. And they kicked the shit out of the Jags last year. It's a lot of the same players. They're just as banged up right now. I mean, they're not just as banged up. Their offensive line's a little healthier. But they are basically the same team that you just worked last year with a lot of the same players on your roster. And they looked like shit today. I mean, it's just crazy. So, yeah, you can you can look around and say, and, and I'm, you know, I'm sure Anthony's entitled to his opinion, of course. Uh, and, and I understand about, like, the history of the of the series not necessarily being applicable to the football team because it's, it's we're obviously in modern day, but literally last year with many of the same parts and pieces, the Jags were just an utter, they were an utter mess. They have won four games this year, four games. It is shocking because you have been beating the teams that you needed to beat the bad football teams. The Jags aren't an outright bad football team. Trevor Lawrence looked great, but the way that you lost, they continue to not be able to get pressure. That's shocking. They continue to not be able to sustain drives without completely collapsing on themselves with turnovers or penalties. That's shocking that they don't have an answer to this in week 14. Now through it is shocking. All of those things are true. This is a team that just won six football games in a row, not a month ago. And so to say that you're surprised about how far this thing has fallen from seven and four to seven and six. Yes, it's shocking. So on a scale of one to 10, the disappointment, the disappointment should absolutely, absolutely be on 10 because that's the reality of the situation. Like you can agree, you can disagree with the firing of John Robinson, the timing, whatever, but like, that's not about, it's not a this year move. This is a bad football team and they don't have answers to fix this thing right now. So that was something that, uh, that was something that was discussed. Uh, that was discussed by Dylan Cole. Jimmy Wyatt had a, a pretty honest moment. With Dylan Cole, we don't get a lot of raw emotion, but post-game is typically when those things happen because obviously the players are going through it right now. And who could blame them? They're Mike Vrabel the same. Like, they're they're not enjoying, obviously, everything that's happening that's going on around here. You'll hear from Dylan Cole here in just a second right after I remind you that A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by our friends at Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is where you go to get in on all the action. They'll match your first bet. Up to $1,000, win or lose. If you use the best bets from Titans Radio today, I told you the Jags plus three. I felt like they were going to cover. You're making money in the Superbook Sports app. They've got great odds boost and promo bets for you. So download the app today. Terms and conditions. Go to Superbook.com. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. So, you know, as badly as you feel about this, the players who are out there busting it, the ones that are left anyway, clearly feel like shit about the situation because they're trying to figure out the answer same as you. 
I mean, we can only learn and improve from this. Um, I know personally, I sucked. I mean, that was... I sucked today. So, just uh, embrace it and learn from it and improve. I come up follows you so much. We just put a lot of work in and put stuff out out there like that. It just it doesn't justify the work that we put in, and it, it hurts. It doesn't justify the work that we put in. That's Dylan Cole, the uh, inside linebacker, who's been who's been filling in in a lot of big spots this year. David Long's on IR. <clears throat> um, and Zach Cunningham is on IR. And they are down all kinds of different players. And you know what? He's not going to get a lot of sympathy. Uh, Tracy Lamar says, I don't like seeing tears from a middle linebacker after a regular season loss. Chris uh, Elman on Facebook says, poor baby, I assume in a sarcastic tone. Eric says, no crying in the locker room. Get him out of Nashville now. Um, there is going to be zero sympathy for these for these guys. And how much they care about their job on a week-to-week basis, you know, it matters for them personally. But they're not, you know, they're judged on performance. John Robinson just got fired because he was being judged on performance. His performance was deemed not good enough. A lot of this roster is about to not be this roster considering in in future seasons because of the way that this thing is trending because at this point they're all out here fighting for their future sustainability with their current teams and there's not a lot of them that are making that justification at this point it is it is something that you know the crossroads type of conversation right the crossroads uh, that Mike Vrabel talked about when we were in Philadelphia with him last week. And listen, this Chargers game, I've got this on in the background. I haven't been following it closely, but like this Chargers team looks legit. Their defense is playing at a lot higher level and Bosa's back next week. I'm sure Joey Bosa can't wait to meet Dennis Daly as every other pass rusher in the NFL should look forward because the Jags haven't been good at getting pressure all year and Ryan Tannehill got hammered today. So... While I appreciate that it means a great deal to Dylan Cole, Dylan Cole's performance is going to be judged by not how much he cares about what he does, but what he's able to produce. And this roster is going to turn over in a significant way. And I think that kind of stuff, that's that's the best reason that a lot of these dudes have to perform right now. And they're still not getting it done anyway. That's the thing that that's that's the thing that worries you. I mean, they're they're trying to win football games. They put it's not it's not like they're you know it's not it's not like they weren't trying before, but like you could, I think it was easier for people to look at them and be like, okay, well they're just they're just screwing around. They're just screwing around. They need to get it together. Once they figure things out, they'll start playing at a higher level and and they'll go. A team that doesn't sack anybody got four sacks today in the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
I believe Dennis Daly is giving one, 110% effort out there, and I believe it's not good enough. I believe that Dylan Cole is playing as hard as he humanly can, and it's not good enough. I believe that Terrence Mitchell is out there trying to fill in again as a patchwork corner because they're down all every corner whose name I actually know and remember from the last two years, and it's not good enough. Derrick Henry, 96 yards and a half of football against a team that he eats against. And it's not good enough. Uh, I mean, that, that I think is what makes this thing so jarring, so shocking, is that they're, they're, they're futile right now. Uh, and Dago says, all backups, Buck, come on. Okay. I, sure, I understand that. They go, I'm here every day. I'm the one who has to learn all the names of the 91 different players, the record-setting 91 players that they used last year. And, you know, work with these guys in the locker room and try and figure out, you know, who they are, what, where they came from, what they can and can't do, and the coaching staff does as well. I don't care that they're backups. They're on the team that I cover. And their performance should be held to account. It's, it's not all backups, by the way. Jeff Simmons is not a good football player right now. He's not performing. He's not producing. I know Jeff got hurt today. I am incredibly impressed with the toughness of football players because Dylan Cole, I mean, they get emotional because it hurts like hell and they get compensated well, but not really if you're Dylan Cole. Like Jeff at least is playing for a $25 million a year contract. No wonder he's out there. But like Dylan Cole's making pennies on the dollar as opposed to what guys at the top of the roster are making. Jeff is not a good player right now. There is so much about this football team that is really, really uh, exposed. And I think that's the thing. Uh, he's hurt. I, Chris, I know he's hurt. I, and again, you, you're you either not hearing me or not paying attention when I say I respect the effort that Jeff's giving to be out there. And if you are on the field, your performance is going to be judged. I cannot do, because Chris, if I recall correctly, you're somebody who was fairly harsh on Marcus Mariota. And Marcus Mariota did miss some time, right? But there were times, obviously, when Marcus Mariota played through injury. So you cannot give that grace to one player and ignore it for another player. The expectation is for you to produce. And they, as a football team, do not produce right now. Trevor Lawrence was unbothered. Jalen Hurts had eight seconds in the pocket. I mean, it's just, they can't do anything. They are a toothless football team right now. They don't scare you. Jeff Simmons scared you at the start of the season. Danico Autry scared you at the start of the season. Derrick Henry scared you for about two months of the season. The middle, the middle of the football season, Derrick Henry was on a tear. And by the way, looked like he was ready to go again today. And then they failed him. There's nothing about this football team that scares anybody at this point. And so teams are just lining up and being like, oh, you used to be the tough guys. We're going to kick the shit out of you for fun. That's exactly what's happening at this point. And so I am cognizant of the players who are hurt. I Again, I have tremendous, I, I would venture a bet, or I would venture a guess to say, I have a lot more respect for the players and their, their individual efforts to be available on the field than a lot of you who are very quick to discount them. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not attacking you that way. I'm just saying like a lot of you are like, who get, who cares? I, 
I and I these are these are human beings, and I'm cognizant of that because I cover them and I work around them, right? But also, I can have that human element in my mind and know who these dudes are and how much this means to them, and also say, "But you're not producing." And that's exactly what this industry is. It's that's the business part of it. So at this point, you wonder where they act. The season's not over, but you wonder where they actually, where they're actually going to go, right? So let's uh, let's talk about this. This is a very serious discussion, but this, I mean, you know, that this was laid down in front of them last week too, with this whole crossroads conversation. To be honest with you, um, this whole crossroads conversation about where where do they go from here, and they took a step backwards. We're not accustomed to seeing that. Um, big Jeff needs rest for the playoffs, Buck. It's not going to matter, Chris. And like, they're not going to do that shit. Like that, that doesn't exist. And by the way, if you take Jeff off the field, if all of a sudden Jeff gets special treatment when the rest of the roster is, you know, in slings and arm bandages and eye patches and all kinds of other shit, because they're just all beat to hell. That, that sends entirely the wrong message to all of the other players who you still need to finish off your season because your season is not done yet. You have not secured the division. You shit the bed today. And now they have to keep fighting through this thing with a team like the Jags, who may very well have to play them for the AFC South championship in week 18. That's where they finish on the road. Come on. Let's be realistic about this thing. All right. So let's talk. uh, Let's talk about like where the greatest problem lies right now. Like how... How can they how can they attack basically the putting back together of this football team and what is hindering the most? So who do you blame most for the loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars today? Let's talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, we will uh, get into the conversation at length right after I remind you that the people who make the primetime show possible are True Mad Fitness. In the Gulch, 206.6 as of this morning. True Math Fitness has got me right. That's down almost 40 pounds, kids, and we are feeling right and living well. No, in fact, it's over 40 pounds, 248 down to 206. We're living at this point. And True Math Fitness has helped me achieve those fitness goals. They will put you in a position to succeed just the same way that I have. I love their group work. They have personal training. If you're not a group class person, and they also have the open gym for you to work out, as you please, and all different membership levels to accommodate your budget. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. So, who do you put the most blame on at this point? Danny Sutherland says, the left side of the offensive line. Caleb Meyer says, the def- the Jags defense, or Pastor Raymond Little rather says, J-Rob. Um, yeah. John's probably looking around us today and saying, see, like firing me didn't help the problem. But, you know, obviously it's a it's a much, a much more layered issue with John. Dennis Daly is literally a liability, says Rex. So many defensive injuries. The offense had to do more. Well, no, the defense, yeah. I mean, the defense is failing them. So the offense is having to, to press and do more. And the offense isn't capable of doing much more at this point. Titans best win this year, it's the Commanders. And that that's a game that, I mean, they could have very easily lost to Carson Wentz. Not even Taylor Heineke. Um, I think that uh, I think that the Titans team as a whole says William Jones. Yeah, it's they they are self inflicted for sure. Today was self inflicted, but the uh, the penalty situation, man, 
It's just, or I'm sorry, the turnovers and the inability to get pressure. I mean, this this defense is not able to pick them up right now, and the offense is is obviously struggling because of those because of that continued exposure. That, uh, kind of been an ongoing issue for this team. Is that one part of that was a question? Help me out with what your question you said, is. Pass protection was it good enough today? Nothing was good enough today. Until the game. Well, it's a large part of the game, um, but it's not. You know, I mean, we we have to be able to get some turnovers. We have to be able to find a way to, you know, to get our hand on the football. You know, I mean, we we batted one um, early uh, on third down, and then we batted one late, and we had an interception that went through our hands that. Uh, you know, turn it into a touchdown. So it's uh, it's 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 obviously very complimentary. Um, it starts with taking care of football, without question, uh, and, and we have to be able to um, to find a way to get a stop. You know, force them to kick a field goal uh, and, and not turn those turnovers. Let those be touchdowns. Now, defensively, you got to stop them wherever they are. The offense turned it over four times. But how did you feel about y'all's performance as a unit? How do I feel about our performance? We lost. Uh, like you said, man, you can't win the game. Turn the ball four times. Don't get any turnovers. Um, poor pass defense. Um, yeah, just not consistent enough. And now we are. We nobody played well enough today to win the ball game. So uh, you give that type of performance, you're gonna get your behinds whooping this business. That's just how it goes. So that was Mike Vrabel and Kevin Byard. Um, talking about the uh, talking about the situation for the Tennessee Titans right now, and I think the I think that the thing that they're they're trying to figure out is okay. Well, I mean, is is there any more that can be done, right? And that's that whole crossroads conversation again. Uh, rookies and second stringers sounds like a country song, says Danny Barnhill. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, I mean, they are. They are a sad, sad country song, right? Rookies and second stringers. Rookie sounds like a sad bar that maybe there's like two or three regulars sitting at four o'clock in the afternoon, drinking a gin and tonic with, uh, you know, or uh, or a what's that? What's that terribly cheap whiskey? I don't want to rule us out for any future sponsorships because I'll take just about anybody's uh, money if they would like to spend money on the primetime show. But I will say to you that, uh, yeah, rookies and second stringers. The Titans are a, a sad, sad country song at this point. Sean Payton for head coach next year says Kendrell Greer. Well, that's obviously not going to happen. That's just, Kendrell. Kendrell comes in here off the top rope with some of the craziest shit ever. And honestly, like it's good because Kendrell it like it like wakes me up and like makes me pay attention. But like what? Like <laughs> it's just a complete. It's the most nonsensical nonsense, uh, which is a bit redundant. But yeah, <laughs> thank. Thank you for kind of like making me pick up and have to like side eye. Look at the chat every once in a while, Kendrell. It keeps me from, uh, you know how when you when you drive at night and they talk about like if you stare at the lines on the roads too long, like it starts to become redundant, like it's almost a hypnotizing effect if you're driving late at night and you're tired. Like every once in a while the chat can kind of get like that and you start to zone out because a lot of the comments look like that and then some Kendrell will throw in there, Sean Payton for head, head coach, and I'll just have to look around and be like, the hell? Kind of, kind of brings you back to attention. Okay. <laughs> uh, Burke's supposed to solve it, says Chris Frazier. Well, I mean, they had they had an opportunity for Racy today. Ryan Tannehill overthrew, overthrew him just a bit. 
Um, for the most part, I mean, I, yeah, it was a missed opportunity by Ryan Tannehill, but like, again, I do not fault Ryan Tannehill for what's happening around this football team right now. Um, McMath was definitely a difference maker today, says Dimitri. Okay. But like, honestly, that's on you. Like if you thought that Racy McMath, like <laughs> Demetrius, he has two career catches. <laughs> he has two career catches. You know what I'm saying? Like difference maker for who? And it, I'm not like, it's not, that's not a personal attack on Racy, but that's, that speaks to the level of desperation that I think a lot of you people are, uh, and I, I think a lot of you people are talking yourselves into right now. And uh, okay, I get it. You're, you're looking for, uh, you're looking for any kind of thing that you can grasp at that may come to your, your roster's aid. Okay. Racy, a little bit of stuff in training camp. You feel pretty good about two career catches and he's going to come in and be a difference maker in the middle of an NFL season when he hasn't been on a football field since uh since he hasn't been on a football field since august come on just cracks me up uh so paul states vrabel will be a great buckeyes coach oh who kaharski that's funny yeah we were we were sitting in the uh so the way that it works a little behind the scenes for you guys the way that it works uh after the titans games is there's a, you know, there's a bridge from suite level. The press box is in suite level in Nissan Stadium. We walk across the bridge to like the club level. There's a staircase that takes us down through the different layers of the stadium to the bottom of the stadium, like where the teams and all the equipment staff and like the, you know, T-Rack is running around on his ATV and all these different things like, and then there's a press conference room right by the staircase that leads us down from the press box, right? So we all go into the, into the auditorium in Nissan Stadium together, and we wait for Mike Vrabel first. After Vrabel talks, we go to the locker room, which is just across the uh, just across the hall. So we're all sitting in the uh, we're all sitting in the press conference room today, waiting for Vrabel. And uh, I can't remember who made the joke about uh, made the joke about uh, the Titans being so bad this year that Mike Vrabel to Ohio State. Oh, Mike's gonna lo- would love to go the the opportunity to go Ohio uh, Ohio State and rid himself of all these different uh, all these different things. That keeps happening. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't, I think it would take a lot to get Mike out, but I think that the things, the way that things are going right now, if it comes to a sour ending and Mike ended up back in co- or in college football, um, like it wouldn't surprise me by any stretch of the imagination. And it's not like Ohio state wouldn't jump at the opportunity to hire him. Vrabel's not going anywhere, y'all. Well, I mean, you know, neither was John Robinson. (laughs) And I'm not saying that Mike's going to get fired. Like, I don't think Mike's going to get fired, but I really didn't think, I mean, maybe I thought John might get fired at the end of the season, but I don't know, man. This is, they just set a new precedent for firing a general manager in the middle of a winning season a seventh consecutive winning season. So to say definitively that Vrabel's not going anywhere just completely ignores what your last week of news has been. <laughs> anyway, uh, good buck says Mike Hensley, let him go Bye. Oh yes. The reigning coach of the year. Yeah. You'd be a lot better without Mike Vrabel. You're right. You're right, Mike. That's a completely rational and, and reasonable explanation. Let him go. <laughs> okay. For who, <laughs> who, who are you going to hire? That's going to come in here and do a better job than Mike Vrabel. I'm dying to know. Now you could say that of John Robinson too, by the way. You could say, well, this guy, this, this, the Titans were a miserable franchise when John got hired and he built them back up and did well to do so. And you would say, okay, are you going to do better than seven consecutive winning seasons? Fat chance. So 
the same argument could be made. But yeah, nobody's looking around at one of the most highly respected football minds in the industry and saying, yeah, you know that team, that team that's out there with Dennis Daly and Nick Westbrook Aquina and Terrence Mitchell and Andrew Adams playing meaningful snaps and whatever the hell a Terrell Basham is. Yeah, that team, that team would do better better with different coaches. Everybody thinks that. Spot on, Mike. What? <laughs> you guys crack me up. All right, let's do, this is a free site, the best thing that I saw on the internet this week, and we'll get you back uh, for halftime of the Sunday Night Football game. We will discuss here this evening on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, uh, who is your favorite Heisman Trophy winner of all time. The Heisman Trophy given out this past weekend. Caleb Williams, the winner. Who is your favorite Heisman winner uh, of all time? We'll talk about it together right after I tell you that A to Z Sports Primetime is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will put you in position to succeed, and they will make sure that you sell your home for more. They will make sure that you get that dream dream address, and they will make sure that you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity right now. Gary has the best intel in Middle Tennessee. It's why his team is the team that your favorite teams trust. Go to GaryAshton.com and get your search started today. So, who's your favorite Heisman Trophy winner? Uh, I saw somebody say Reggie Bush. Give that shit back. That's from TJ Hines. Eugene says Tony Dorsett or Earl Campbell. Q Curley, uh, with with an answer that I would I would go with as well. Cam Newton was probably my favorite Heisman Trophy winner to watch. Cam was just such an insane, insane college football player. RG three is a good nominee. I don't really remember Tim Tebow as a college player. Like I'm trying to think. So Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow's college career. I'm going to look it up uh, to kind of, because I don't remember, I don't really remember watching Tim Tebow play in college. Like Tebow predates, I mean, I know he's only 35, but like he kind of predates my college football viewing experience. So if he won a national championship uh, in 2007 and 2009, where would I have been in 2007? 2007, I was probably in like, probably like sixth or seventh grade. That sounds right, and I, I wasn't paying attention to college football in fifth or sixth or seventh grade, whatever. So Tim Tebow, I know Tim Tebow is like one of the most famous athletes to ever live, and still Tim Tebow is it, like he's followed around like one of the most famous people in the world. I, he is like Tim Tebow. Oh my God, the NIL thing. If Tebow was able to capitalize on Tebow mania and stuff like that, but uh, Cam Newton is probably the answer. But I did get a kick out of Caleb Williams' victory speech on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. 2022 Heisman Trophy winner. A lot of people think this is the most prestigious individual honor in all sports, all the sports. And the winner for 2022, Caleb Williams, Southern Cal. Congratulations. Uh, this is yours, sir. And see how it feels. Give it a lift, and then the podium is all yours. 
Um, but we've all been through this journey these past couple of days together. And I may be standing up here today, but y'all get to go to the college football playoffs. <laughs> Guess you can't win them all. At least he's got a sense of humor. I appreciate that. Charlie, uh, Charlie B on YouTube says Caleb Williams looks like Dylan Brooks from the Grizzlies. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I uh, I guess I didn't I, I didn't know what Caleb Williams looked like without his helmet on. Uh, but uh, yeah, he does look like a, a lot like Dylan Brooks. All right. It's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, the radio show. I assume I'm going to hear from a lot of you tomorrow about the state of this particular football team. So we will have three hours to commence the therapy session from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. I I hope you guys will come hang out. Lovely, as always, to hear a lot of your voices, to put voices to some of the names that we see in the streaming chat from time to time. And I know that a lot of people had a lot more to say beyond what I was able to read for you here. So you can join us on the radio show from 10 to 1. Um, I'm going to rewatch this game after we wrap up primetime. Well, no, that's not true. I'm going to watch the Dolphins and Chargers game because this is actually a fun football game. And then I'm probably going to rewatch the Titans just for no other reason than to make myself miserable. But I'm going to rewatch this game and I'm going to come with a lot of data tomorrow for the radio show to kind of break it down in even further detail about where this team is falling the most short. And we can we can kind of work through this thing together before uh, oof, I got to follow this clown show out to L.A. this weekend. And that is not... <laughs> That is not a trip that looks favorable for them right now. We'll see what happens. Have a great rest of your evening. I appreciate you guys as always. Oh, by the way, um, Major Key says, check your Twitter. I tagged you in that video about how they said John lowballed AJ after he was given permission. Yeah, I got I got the tag. I got the tag and a bunch of this stuff from and and forgive me, I don't know the outlet um that uh that kept uh, tagging people and, and reporting things about and, and saying that they were reporting things about AJ Brown. Um, you know, the, the veracity of the AJ Brown stuff has already been discussed and, um, there was not anything, you know, that was a lot of muddled information, um, based on what I know the situation to be. So I, I'm certainly not trying to discredit anybody, but like, yeah, I saw a lot of that stuff and it just, you know, it's not, there's nothing in there. One that really would move the needle based on what the conversation was when AJ got traded. Um, and two, a lot of stuff that I, you know, I just think that I'm not sure. I'm sure somebody is saying that, but how much information is actually, should actually be taken from that. You know, I would, uh, I would advise you to be discerning is all I would say. Okay. Have a great rest of your night. Great rest of your weekend. And I'll talk to you tomorrow when the radio starts. Uh, radio show starts at 10 a.m. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It ain't warm when she goes away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away.